Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That's this one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn. You have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you only fuck that. Black dude, This Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. It's uh, Wednesday, May 23rd, 2018. Like, I'm reading the date off of the computer, and I'm still not quick with it. It's fucking crazy. Um, over here, kind of watching the Cavs game. Um, definitely looking to, for the Cavs to pick up this win. Um, I am very pro-LeBron. Motherfuckers hate LeBron, so um, it's not why I like him whatsoever, but... um. Nah. I want LeBron hating motherfuckers to, to perish. I really do. It's it's gotten to be pathetic. You know, you got the one side of things that everybody wants him to be better than Jordan and this and that. And I mean, stat wise, there's a lot of things that he's just smashing Jordan on. But on the other side of things, like he can't do a fucking thing in his career without people going, yeah, well, what about the rings? It's like, dude, he's not legitimately competing with Jordan. He's having a fucking amazing career. Nobody could stop and just watch him fucking play for two minutes and be like, all right, wow. That was fucking incredible. They're just like, yeah, but he's still not Mike. Pretty sure that's not what he's fucking striving for, to become another human being during his career. So, I don't know. I'm a fan of the dude. But, um, anyway, um, 
that's uh, the basketball segment other than random outbursts when he shits on these fucking Celtics over here. But, um, yeah, it's deathmatch season, right? I guess. Uh, I don't watch wrestling, so what do I know? But, uh, yeah, man, um, King of the Deathmatch this past weekend. Um, I was initially going to go and then decided not to. And uh, don't regret my decision whatsoever, despite the fact that it looked like a perfectly booked um, deathmatch tournament. Uh, King of the Deathmatch is, you know, the the originator of this type of thing. It became such a major staple of, um, you know, CZW. And, and really, for a lot of years, I, you know, I'm a CZW while I was a CZW guy. Um, I, I really think that TOD took over as the the pre- premier, I guess you'd say, uh, deathmatch tournament in the United States. But when it came back to the roots of what made it what it was, it was king of the deathmatch. And, you know, Ian would pop up, you know, every couple of years he'd pop up and put on just an absolute banger that reminded you, like, yeah, th- this is where the shit got going. You know, um, I think the, the two-day tournament always set them apart, I feel, because, you know, I mean, these, these guys go through a lot of shit. And, I mean, you know, whether you know it or not, you know, the – they'll wrestle several times on a weekend on a normal weekend, but it really brought it to everyone's attention so much more. If you're attending a two day event and you just saw this guy go through some shit yesterday. And then the next day that guy's got to go through like another two, three matches just to reach the finals. Um, I, I just think it, uh, you know, it, it defines, you know, the, the death match wrestling and the, the survivalist uh, version of it. So I've always liked the two day tournament and uh, nobody else was doing it. You know, all these deathmatch tournaments popped up and they were all one day, one and done deals. Um, so I liked it. I, I always liked that. Um, I went two years ago or whatever it was fucking three years ago now. Right. Uh, 2015. Yeah. That that's definitely three. <laughs> um, and that shit was awesome. I mean, that was definitely, um, you know, first night was kind of rainy. So they got like half of it in and then had to do like fucking crazy double header shit the next day with queen of the death match smashed in the middle of it, you know, so, so it was a lot for them to pull off, but just legendary tournament. When you go back and you watch what the fuck, uh, they did that day that just that day alone was crazy. You know, gauge being fresh out the first time, um, his match with Murdoch. You know, anyone who didn't know whether Gage could go or not, that was the example. Sure, he squashed some guys here and there, but that was a 50-minute death match. So it was some kind of, like, unheard of shit that he just he just fucking went in. And, uh, you know, Tremont and, and Murdoch in the finals, just crazy, you know, House of Horrors. That's always an awesome visual. Um, so, you know, as predicted, Nick Gage went out there and won this tournament. To me, it was, it was very um, predictable. I don't think there was any other way it could have gone. Cause I mean, even if you go back to, um, you know, a couple of years ago when I was at a uh, King of the death, he had that match with uh Murdoch. I don't know if it was the Murdoch match. I think it was the Murdoch match, but um, even before that, Ian was putting him over on the mic left and right. He had that match with Eddie and, and the entire, the majority of the fans were East coast. I mean, it, honestly, like the crowd was probably 50, 50 split coast fans. And, um, you know, the IWA Mid-South loyal uh, local fans. And, and I'll get into that in a minute, too, because that area is trash. And um, I, I really can't, uh, can't get over what type of beatings Ian takes on a regular basis and, and how ridiculous it is. But um, 
you know, for the, for the quality of shit that he puts on. It's crazy. But anyway, um, I mean, the crowd like fucking came out of their seats and surrounded. They pretty much formed a new crowd around Gage to fucking chant Nick fucking Gage when he got out. He wrestled Sexy Eddie. I think that was first round or whatever it was. And, um, you know, you really saw uh, there was no question in anyone's mind, including Ian, the guy who's, you know, booking it, that this guy is fucking money. And, you know, obviously he wouldn't have booked him if he didn't believe that. But um, he really came through and uh, justified any kind of faith that Ian had in him. Uh, he had a match with Murdoch and Ian got on the mic afterwards and, you know, Murdoch's his home, his homeboy and everything. But uh, he went right at Gage like, yo, dude, you are what deathmatch wrestling is all about. Like, fucking thank you. Like, really fucking put him over. Like, holy shit. So you knew, like, the next chance that guy got to put this fucking guy through his tournament, he was going to fucking do it. And the next year, Gage was back in fucking prison. You know what I mean? So uh, that was what it was. And, I mean, I, I could have called that fucking just as well as I called the fucking Gage winning king of the death. I called him going the fuck back to prison. And sure enough, um, Gage, Gage has a predictable career. I didn't predict him going in the first first time. But uh, once that was off the table, I kind of kind of saw the writing on the wall with the rest of it. Um, so, yeah, uh, crazy fucking tournament from what I saw. Uh, definitely going to watch this. This is one of the rare you know, and honestly, it, death matches are one of the few things that actually pops me these days. And and I think pops is, is actually an exaggeration because I don't really get too excited for anything anymore wrestling wise. But um, piques my interest to the point where I might actually watch it. Let, let me just put it that way. Um, because, I mean, there's there's great wrestling matches that I see on paper and be like, oh, yeah, I bet you that's awesome. But I, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. But when I see shit on paper, like, uh, you know, Marcus Crane versus Gage, which I still plan on seeing at some point um, in Marcus Crane's hometown, I know, like, those motherfuckers are going to do some bizarre, over-the-top shit that, you know, you haven't seen before. Innovation is a huge thing to me. Um, you know, intensity definitely gets me as far as, you know, um, I don't know, just, just selling the product overall. Because a lot of the shit is so copy and paste in wrestling, you know what I mean? Everything from the, you know, the lock up to the shoot off the ropes, the drop down, fucking leapfrog. Okay, already. I, I don't know. I'm just fucking old and, and jaded, I guess. But, um, yeah, so death matches is one of those things. Uh, death match tournaments are definitely a big thing. Um, tournament of death I've always had a soft spot for. I, I'm going to watch that to shit on it this year. I'm going to be straight the fuck up with you because this is the worst lineup they have ever, ever had. Um, I've heard from several different people. I've heard it from so many people that it's not even like, um, like, fuck, now we know who told, who's telling people or whatever. But I've heard from multiple people the finals is Jimmy Lloyd versus Brandon Kirk. And 90% of people tell me Brandon Kirk's going over, and I've heard from a few people saying Jimmy Lloyd's going over. Either way, that finals is trash. Complete fucking trash. And um, I, we'll get into Tournament of Death. I feel like I'm jumping ahead. Um, so the other big standout thing that happened during fucking uh, King of the Death was fucking Schlack almost dying. Um, I get a, a message from Jeremy who went out to the show, and... Um, He's like, 
yo, Slack fucked his, his Slack's bleeding bad. There's an ambulance on the way. I was like, oh fuck. And uh, and I figure even like ambulance and Slack is like bad news to begin with, because you know that fucking guy's gonna like duct tape whatever the fuck's going on with him and you know do another four matches or some shit. He's he's not the guy who's gonna get something checked out unless someone like forces him into a fucking hospital. Um, so yeah, it was bad. And then he, he sent me more, you know, messages saying like, yeah, like people are saying things like the ambulance better hurry up and shit. I'm like, Oh fuck. Like that's, that's not good shit you want to hear. And that oh, Ian's really upset right now. Like that's how bad it is. And I'm like, Oh fucking the amount of years that Ian's been in the deathmatch business for him to be upset about something. That's, that's severe. I mean, he's seen crazy, crazy shit. So, um, you know, glad to say Schlack's all right. I mean, <laughs> maybe your average dude would not be all right, but he's fucking Schlack. And uh, I guess they were using some kind of metal filing cabinet, and uh, a big piece of metal was sticking out of it and went into Schlack's fucking leg. And I don't know, maybe hit an artery or some kind of shit. And yeah, that'll almost fucking kill you. Um, that I mean, the, the pictures of the blood on the floor, it was like a pile of blood. Um, <laughs> just, just fucking insanity. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, I don't know. I, I should never try to read fucking people's messages as I'm doing a show. I can't multitask like that. It's fucking crazy. But, um, yeah, so, so good shit that, uh, Schlack pulled through. Um, and, uh, you know, this fucking guy's going to be right back at it in no time. I'm sure. Um, so what the fuck else was I going to say attached to that? Some kind of shit, but, um, yeah, it was my whole train of thought. Oh, um, yeah, Brian asked me on the, the Facebook earlier as far as I, I said questions and this and that, and he said, uh, you know, with the injury to Slack, uh, do you think that, let me find the actual question, because I'm trying to, like, reword it, and it isn't even some shit that I asked, so. Uh, with Slack's injury, do you think deathmatch workers are going over the top and not thinking shit through? Yes, it's violent, but you should still be careful thoughts. So my thing is this, it's always been that way. Um, I mean, there's, you'll think about the different deathmatch super injuries. Um, mean Mitch page took a fucking clock off the side of his head. And, um, I mean, it, it was a little square clock and, and the way the glass broke fucking punctured like some shit in his temple. And the fucking guy almost bled out. um, uh, Necro Butcher took a fucking, uh, like a, eh, I don't know what the fuck they call that. Kind of like a body slam type deal. Like bail off the top rope from fucking Pondo had, um, light tubes braced in between two ladders. And it was like, there were some that were going across like normal, but they didn't give a fuck. And they just started throwing them in there. So some of them were like pointing straight the fuck up. So when he took this fucking thing, one of them snapped and then just like melon balled his fucking arm. And he had this, you know, the fucking meat hanging out of his arm. Um, uh, tournament of death that one year. I'm terrible with numbers and years and shit. But um, blood. The Baltimore Butcher, I think he called himself. Um, super green fat kid. Um, it was the ultra-violent uh, Royal Rumble type shit. And uh, there were fucking just light tubes in a fucking shopping cart. And, and I think a garbage can in a shopping cart. And... Um, he just got, like, dumped to the fucking outside into it, and his fucking leg just went into this shit with light tubes sticking up, and as he fucking came out of that thing, like, 
he he came down right in front of me. And as he fucking got down on the ground, I saw it before he did. And I almost threw up in his fucking leg <laughs> because like this dude had like half of his leg was just fucking split open, like filleted. Like I, I've never seen a fucking cut that big in person. Like it's some horror movie shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like horror movies. Um, so, uh, he lifted his fucking pant leg up to see it. And, uh, he, like, I could tell he looked down like a second after I saw it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And he saw it and made some, like, like goofy in the cartoon noise. Like, woo! <laughs> like, he made some old silly shit. And then, like, yeah, like, it was fucked. Like, it completely fucked. Um, so, I mean, shit like that happens all the You know, I was there at Sexy Eddie, fucking took the fucking tube shit wrong. And uh, Spider-Man blood out of the fucking arm. Um, I was there. Nick Gage died. Uh, I mean, this type of shit happens. I then you could look at all the other things like Marcus Crane takes those fucking pigeon spikes. He should have died. I mean, realistically, I like, I don't want the guy to die, but like shit like that you see. And you'd be like, if your body lands on that, it's going to go into you and they're long enough to impale you. There's, you should die if you fall into some shit like that. So, I mean, that match wrestling has always really been about pushing the limits. Yeah, I guess be safe, but, um, I mean, according to Schlack, safety is his number two priority. <laughs> uh, but it, it didn't, it's not like starting with him or starting now or now they're really getting out of control. Again, look back to the original fucking roof bump. Fucking punctured arteries in Mondo's fucking back. You know, like coming off the roof through fucking tables with light tubes and the shit was too fucking close. And the, the, taking ridiculous risks is not a new thing in deathmatch wrestling. So... I, I'm definitely not going to say that, oh, these guys are getting out of hand these days because that's just the nature of the beast, I guess, you know? Um, so, yeah, that that's my thoughts on that. I mean, sure, things have really turned up, and, you know, the, the bar has been raised like a motherfucker. I mean, look at all those things I just mentioned. That shit all happened at least 10 years ago for the most part. And these guys got to follow in the footsteps of that type of thing. Um, so it's, yeah, a lot of, a lot of crazy shit. Um what do I want to get into next? Um, uh, let me see. Um, just give me a second. All right. Um, <laughs> Ian just hit me up asking me for the number to the show. So I don't know. Ian might be uh popping in impromptu. Definitely didn't uh, plan on any any type of thing, but Ian's always welcome. He's a good dude, and, uh, you know, coming off of a major, major fucking, uh, you know, weekend, like King of the Death match, um, I'd be more than happy to talk to him. So, uh, let's see what goes on there. Um, I don't want to get too, too into um, the, uh, the other topics just yet, see if this uh, phone rings over here. There it is. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man, what's happening? Not much, man. Ian Rotten on the show. Hey, man, I I just wanted to hit you up because I've seen your uh, your status about you know things to talk about on the thing. People are talking about Shellac getting hurt at King of the Death. Right. I, I just I just wanted to reiterate something. We went there uh, the the 
continue cleaning the building because it was such a mess afterwards. Um, so much glass used. Um, the file cabinet that that injured shellac, if it wouldn't have been used so much beforehand to the point that, like, the, the sheet metal was just banged to shit. That that yeah. the that the file cabinet was was made out of, literally what it was that came up and stabbed him was one of the rollers that you put the drawers on. So it it came up through the metal because it had been used so much. So yeah. up until that point, it was a very very safe weapon that was getting great pops, but mm-hmm. it had been used so much that it it was just compromised to the point that 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 was capable of happening. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I consider this, you know, a, a complete freak accident as far as, you know, a, a, an injury that, that, that occurs that was, that was, that was that bad, you know, right. um, like, and he knew it happened right away and the tough son of a bitch kept on going. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, um, pe- people have got to stop with their, you know, um, you know, deathmatch wrestlers have got to think about this and they got to think about that. Let me, let me tell you something. From somebody that's done it 20 years, when you think about this and you think about that, that's when you get hurt. You know, uh, when, when you when you go balls to the wall through something is is when you're when you're capable of walking away. When you go into something uh, tentatively, you know that that's when you get hurt. You know, mm-hmm. um, but you know. Uh, I've talked to him every day since. You know, uh, he seems in, in incredible uh, uh, spirits. You know, uh, every every time I say something to him, he's got a joke. I'm like, "How you feeling today?" Like a pole went through my leg. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know. So I mean, um, dude, dude is an, an an incredible individual and 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 tough as hell. And I mean, uh, I mean, it was a scary sight. Sight. Don't get me wrong. They they they. Mm-hmm. I mean, shook me to my core. You know, I, I haven't I haven't seen something like that since uh you know, uh back in the day when, when Corporal's temple got cut and he was spraying all over the place. You know. Right. Um so I mean uh but I mean really freak accident. Like if, if, if that thing wouldn't have been used so much, there's no way that would have ever happened. You know. Yeah. Um but it was it was getting good pops out of the crowd and, 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 and it was a safe safe instrument to use because you know it was so big and uh yeah. you know but i looked at it i looked at it today and you know you can literally see that like you know it it was bent to the point that you know uh it was capable of coming up through the sheet metal uh that that is what did it i mean it was it was a i mean it was a safe move it, you know it i mean you know powerbomb on it you know there there's no way you can tell me uh it it, it was any more dangerous than a power bomb through a table, um, sure. you know, that has the railings on it or screws still in it or anything like that. They, that could have done the same, same exact thing, you know? Um, you know, so, uh, you know, people, pe- people just need to understand that, you know, freak accidents happen, you know, when, sure. when, when you play, play, play with things, you know, you know, I mean, you know, look at Bob Holly's back, you know, um, you know, that's a table. You know, that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't think a, a file cabinet could do something like that, and uh, you know, eventually, you know, it it just got to the point that that it it was, you know, uh, like basically like crushing up an aluminum can. You know, eventually that's going to get a scrap edge on it. You know, mm-hmm. and 
you know, when it when it dulls down and that roller thing came up right through the metal and uh yeah. and you know, that's what got him. Yeah, I was just talking about, you know, the different freak accidents and stuff over the years and how this isn't anything new and I was saying, you know, the the clock would mean Mitch Page and uh you know, I mean <laughs> that's pretty severe. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, literally the, the the paramedic said if uh you know, uh I wouldn't have put ice on his carotid artery, he would he would have died because you know, it slowed down the uh the the blood the blood flow to to go into his head, you know, and same thing as you know if we wouldn't have had trained nurses in the building, you know, the the make a proper tourniquet and uh, you know cut the blood blood flow off to it, you know, in his leg, because um, uh, Lord only knows it took the ambulance long enough to get there, um, yeah. but uh, you know, um, it, you know, definite scary scary thing, but you know, dudes going out of the building, you know, uh, you know, uh, no death, only shellac. <laughs> uh, you know, be, be, be on a stretcher, going, get ready to get loaded into an ambulance. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. so uh, in, 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 incredible, uh, uh, tough individual there uh, with with uh, you know his sight set on a tournament of survival now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's nuts. Uh, so, how did the how did the turnout go for you? I mean, um, I know you've had some recent problems and stuff. King of the Death is usually, you know, a definitely strong point. Um, how did it turn out for you? I mean, you know, it, um, we spent a ton of money on gimmicks, on on mm-hmm. on stuff to break and, and and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, um, but you know, we we definitely you know thought we were going to do better. Um, but I just think uh, beautiful weather, uh, you know, really hurt us in, in the fact that, you know, people will go to the racetrack on Saturday nights, um, yeah. you know, which is, you know, right, right up the street. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping it do, does well in, uh, in DVD sales. Um, the two-night tournaments normally do. And, um, you know, uh, you know we're, we're, we're looking forward to, you know, Guardians of Hardcore uh, uh, to the bloody sequel. In, in July, and uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, we're gonna do another. Uh, you know who, who wants you know uh, uh, so you want to be a deathmatch star uh, right. deal also in July, and uh, you know just no file cabinets. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, previous. But yeah, I mean that. you know any 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 promoter would like every seat in the building sold. Um, sure. You know, uh, but we we had a uh, we had a great lively crowd, and. Um, you know, uh, people seem like they had a had had a real good time, and uh, you know, um, you know, um, man, uh, sick your play and uh, and Dream Nick, yeah, him and and, and Nikki too. You know, mm-hmm. all, all those guys. Um, you know, uh, you know, e- e- even my kid night too put on a hell of a performance with a with a crazy scary dive in in into a shopping cart. Um, you know, uh, uh, that's, that's the most I've ever seen Ricky Shane Page bleed in IWA. Like, uh, wow. you know, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, when we were cleaning up the locker room today, I mean, there, I mean, you can still smell the iron and in, in, in the locker room from, from, from how much blood was in the locker room. And now, of course, a lot of that was slack, but you know, yeah. uh, you, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, some some simple green and and uh, and some bleach, you know, and yeah. uh, you know get, gets rid of it. But uh, you know, um, it's it's a uh, you know, it's 
it, it's it's definitely a, a worth a well worth the buy uh, for for any deathmatch fan. That's for sure. Sure. So you know, previous to King of the Deathmatch, uh, and, and I really thought had... Arrowboy really kind of stepped it up, though. I really kind of thought Arrowboy stepped it up to, uh, also. Yeah. Yeah, he had the uh, tournament of death he did out here, and um, I, he did really well with that. He had a match with Masada. But, uh, but yeah, all, all, all three of the guys from Mexico did did uh, did fantastic, um, yeah. and uh, and Sikaplay, uh the week before that had a great match with Elgin uh, mm. for us. So I mean, yeah. uh, that guy, that guy's not just another death match worker. Yeah. Previous to King of the Deathmatch, you had a show and uh, you had Pentagon on it, and uh, it drew really bad. Um, you, you've had some issues with that. I know you've had a lot to say on social media about it. I figure I ask you about it since I got you on. But um, I, I mean, what do you think it is? Because I mean, it's just crazy. Some of the talent and the the cards you put together on the East Coast would draw 600 people without a a problem. Uh, it just seems like your area is just. It's so lacking well, I mean, in volume. It, well, it's so it's so saturated. Also, you know, um, fifteen miles down the road, uh, you know, the 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 building that you know, uh, two tough Tony runs, has a, like eleven groups running out of it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, um, you know, he he doesn't give a damn if 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 they're going to put on a good show, a bad show, great show. It it, it doesn't matter if they got rent. He's renting the building to him, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, um, you know, it, and and it's oversaturating the market, you know, with, you know, uh, shows that go anywhere from, you know, five dollars to, you know, um, you know, two other groups that run out of there now are doing fifteen dollar shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, you know, it, it's just I mean. Literally, you can say, "Well, I, I don't, I don't need to go see IWA. Uh, I, I can go see, uh, you know, Joe Schmo for six bucks, you know." Yeah. And and also, I, the big problem I feel around here is, uh, uh, you know, it wrestling isn't for, and this might be a problem everywhere. I, I, I don't know because I don't get out as much as I used to, but mm-hmm. wrestling is no longer about wrestling. It's about you know uh, going and. Uh, sitting in the parking lot and drinking and smoking pot and being social mm. with people and and see how much you can bitch about the show afterwards that you barely paid <laughs> any attention to on social media, you know. Uh, a, a, after you're done, it, it it's not it's not about you know, um, you know, watching professional wrestling. It's it, it and and that's that's to the sad point, you know, um, around here, you know. Um, you know, and and I really, I really do think you know, um, you know, and I don't, I, and don't get me wrong, I don't blame Tony. I mean, he's running a business, you know. Right. Um, you know, I, 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 I might, I might do the same exact thing, but the, right. the, the pro, the, the problem is, you know, um, you know, you can go see wrestling in this area, you know, um, on a good week, four nights a week, you know, um. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like a, you know, a group had a uh, a group had a show in the arena last night. Then uh, OVW uh, is tonight. We will be tomorrow. There's another group in the arena on Friday. There's another group on the arena on Saturday. Then Tony runs Tony runs on on Sundays with his student shows. Uh, you know, so I mean, 
what's that, six shows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, in one week in a 15-mile radius. What so, do all those shows I mean, draw? Uh, like, do any of them draw big houses? Um, you know, PWF was doing pretty decent for a minute, and then, uh, you know, people people figured out what it was. Um, then uh, uh, another group uh, that runs uh, once a month uh, does the Friends and Family Show. Uh, so they 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 do you know around a hundred or so maybe maybe a buck twenty five, um, yeah. from from what I understand, um, you know. But you know one of those shows I was talking about you know uh, ran on uh, on Oaks, which is the day before the Kentucky Derby, and drew five people, you know. <laughs> and, and and from what I was told, none of them were paid. <laughs> so yeah. uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I guess you know if you if you want to you know wrestle in front of five of your friends, that you know that's 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 a thing to do, you know, right. um, you know, uh, the 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 other thing is you know none of the rest of them are really you know uh, ran as businesses; they're ran as hobbies, you know. Right. So um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the one group has got you know four or five people you know that are that are quote unquote owners. Um, you know, and, and they, you know, they toss in, you know, a couple hundred bucks each, you know, and, yeah. and you know, run their show, <laughs> you know, um, you know, say, so, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know anything else, you know, the, the, the really chalk it up to, I mean, the Penta thing was, was really surprising for me because I really thought we were going to have a lot of people travel to the show. Considering as right. many people were saying um, that that they were disappointed, you know that, that Penta wasn't going to be in the area, um, you know, and and you know I, I'm from Baltimore, so it's it's nothing for for you know us to go from you know Baltimore to Philly, you know if there's something we want to see, you know mm-hmm. uh, around here. Another thing is if it isn't right across the street. You know, pe- pe- people aren't interested in, in uh, you know, in, in in traveling to it. You know, yeah. um, you know, I re- I remember uh, you know, um, guys hitting me up, you know, uh, left and right that wanted to get in the car with me to go see Sabu and Cactus. You know, when, when it happened in ECW. Um, you know, considering you know, um, you know, Penta's got a pretty good price tag to him. And uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't really see a whole lot of people in uh, Southern Indiana, Kentuckyana area uh, using him. It was an opportunity for people that wanted to see him. Um, you know, for sure that that, that it's not going to happen too too often. Um, right. You know, uh, but you know, chose not to. And, and I, I think it drew the, sh- the whole show drew like eighty seven people, and we had wow. Elgin and Aaron Williams on it too. You know, and. Uh, you know, um, and the shame about it was Penta sold out pretty much out of almost all of his merchandise the night before on a Chicago show that drew like nice. two thousand people. <laughs> yeah. So, so like you know, not the, so, you know the fans that that came you know and and wanted to uh, you know like purchase his merchandise and stuff like that you know didn't really have a whole lot to buy. You know, we were going out the day of the show when we found out he was out of merchandise. You know, you know printing up eight by tens. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know it. It is a, a you know a, a crazy thing you know it's just you know I think it also maybe has to do with the fact that you know 
we're we're 15 miles from you know Louisville, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I know that doesn't seem like a a, a a a lot to you know me and you, you know who you know if you want to see something on the East Coast, you travel to New Jersey, you travel to Delaware, you travel to the Pennsylvania, or you know you, you know um, you know if uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling puts on a good show, you travel down there, you know I mean mm-hmm. it's it's like uh you know that's what's done on the east coast that's why they draw you know bigger numbers because people are more willing to travel too they're, they're you know um you know they're 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 bigger they're bigger uh, uh markets with bigger bigger uh i guess you would say fanatics instead of fans you would say fanatics mm-hmm. so i mean i think that's i think that's part of the problem too you know but you know in order to have a place where we can do what we want to do uh when we want to do it you know um you know it, we have no neighbors there there's there's nothing around us you know um you know so no, nobody's bothered nobody's disturbed the zoning's right the you know uh ceiling heights right there's bathrooms there's plenty of parking you know uh you know we got kind of you know got to be out in the middle of nowhere a little bit you know, yeah. Um, yeah. because th- those those buildings just don't exist. You know, in in, uh, um, in, in the southern Indiana area. You know, um, you know. I mean, you 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 would be really pushing it if you were to put you know 180 people in the building that has all the wrestling in it. You know, um, and it has one indoor bathroom and then a porta potty outside. You know, I mean, it's like you know. Um, you know, ceiling heights is real good, and they painted it up the place up real nice and stuff. I mean, uh, it, it, it's a it's a nice little building to do things in. It'd be a great building for TV, actually, um, mm-hmm. with better lighting. Um, but you know, it, you know, to, to have to try to have the total package, you know, air conditioning and heat, you know, all all of it, you know, uh, it, is is really hard, you know, situation to find, you know, and 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 uh, you know. I found it funny when we brought up the Penta situation and and the bad house. Somebody was like, "Well, you run too many shows a month." Well, that's required by the building for us to run there, you know. Um, so, like, you know, uh, for me to be able to keep the ring up set up all the time and the concession stand set up all the time and and all that stuff, you know, it, it's it's required by the building that we run that many shows so they make that amount of money off of wrestling, you know, and because that's what they want to make off of wrestling. You know, right. and uh, uh, you know, uh, somebody was like, "Well, I don't know why you just don't get another building." Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if it was that easy, you know, I'd be more than happy yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it, some of the stuff you book and you know what it draws, and I, overall, like, can you remember long term as far as um, what's the biggest house you've ever drawn with IWA being such a legendary company? Some of the talent you've brought through there and being there first before the biggest we ever else. drew was like the biggest we ever drew was the first Morris Mayhem, uh, w- which was like eight sixty three, I think it was. Mm. Um, uh, and that was in uh, Jim Fannin's hometown, uh, and we had Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio on the card. You know, that was Eddie Guerrero, CM Punk, and Rey Mysterio. Uh, Ace we'll Steel back like oh one. Oh. Oh one, yep, yep. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, uh, you know, we, we and, and on top of that, we would have probably drawn a bigger house. This is why sometimes I think God hates me. 
Uh, we would have probably driven a bigger house, but uh, they got a blizzard that day. <laughs> well, shit. I mean, you drew 800 fans in a blizzard. <laughs> That's pretty Yeah, but, great. you know, a, bl- a, bl- a blizzard in Morris, Illinois, you know, a Chicago suburb is, isn't shit. Like, you know, they're, they're used to it. You know, it, it's yeah. it's like, a, you know. Um, you know, it's like a blizzard in Buffalo, you know, where people out are watching a Bills game wearing no shirt. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they're, they're, they're used to it. Well, they're stupid too, but they're used to it. Yeah. I mean, have you ever thought of, you know, like, because, I mean, I know you're very loyal to your fans and everything else, but, um, I mean, your crowd is small enough you could probably fit them on two buses. Can you, can you ship them somewhere that's going to draw? Well, you know, I mean – um. I I really don't know because I I don't I don't know if you know there there there's certain ones of them that would travel you know mm-hmm. um you know um you know I I just I don't know you know like when when I came back here in uh you know uh 2013 um and we we had like uh just under 400 people in the crowd um mm-hmm. You know, this was this was after uh, my uh, time off from from uh, everybody in, in in the wrestling world hating Ian Rotten and uh, and, and plus being uh, up in in Chicago, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I told them you know I told them that uh, you know as long as they supported me I would support them and I I wouldn't leave. But you know that that time period's coming where you know if 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 we can't do something about it you know maybe you know it just you know the the biggest problem is the bigger cities around here already have wrestling in it, and not not mm-hmm. that you know not that Indianapolis is you know uh, not a big enough city to have multiple wrestling in it, but mm-hmm. you know uh, you know WCWO it runs up there uh, is ran by Joey Owens, and uh, he he's a friend of mine. I, I wouldn't want to do anything to, to hurt his business. You know, right. um, uh, Evansville has now got WWA in it, and 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 they're and they're ran by uh, Ray Waddell and his brother Chris, and they're real good guys. Um, you know, um, and and you know, I'm 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 not looking I'm not looking for that heat there. At 47 years old, I'm I'm not looking for heat with anybody if I can avoid it. You know, mm-hmm. um, so like, you know, the, the the only other choice I think is you know, um. Maybe like uh, you know Cincinnati, you know, um, yeah. and 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 I don't know what they have involved now, um, but you know, I'm not looking for you know that hour and a half trip either. Um, yeah, because I mean, you know, I, you know uh, I always thought, and I know like that's not an option as far as like a regular shows, you know, monthly shows or anything like that. But I mean. King of the Death match run on the East Coast would would put 800 to 1,000 people in a venue. I mean, obviously, it's not as easy to just relocate like that. But, I mean, TOD, they just have to – and I don't even know what they're going to draw at this new venue in Jersey and everything, but they're probably going to draw a lot more than they deserve to draw for the card that they put up there. And, um, you know, your mind in booking and, you know, reputation for delivering on what you, you put out there, I mean, to, to just – hop over to the East coast, you know, hook up with, you know, promoters. So you at least, you know, shake hands on it or whatever the case is and, uh, and just pack a house and then head back home with your money. I mean, uh, well, right now we have, a, we, right now we have 
a real good relationship with, with GCW. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I mean, I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you. I, I chewed man winner's ass out. I said, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, mm. um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what, uh, magical mystery tour that, uh, DJ promised to take Mance on, you know, oh, yeah. um, but you know, I, I told him, I said, you know, you, you, you made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's all there is to it. And, uh, um, you know, uh, so I have a real good, what I believe is a real good relationship. You know, we, we, uh, we share tickets, um, you know, on, on, uh, on the Mexican guys and, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I talk, I talk to Brett a couple times a week, most of the time, you know, um, have, have the thing in common that, uh, you know, Nick Gage is their champion, our champion, you know, yeah. um, so, I mean, I, I, I've been, I've been trying to work on some things, you know, um, you know, as far as that's concerned and, and I wouldn't rule out a return to the East coast sometime, you know, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd, I'd bring King. <laughs> right. I mean, I, that's a big one. But, I mean, even, you know, one of your, you know, your, your hardcore shows, you know, overall. I think. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm being honest with you. Me and Misty have talked about, you know, um, a, a, a TPI on the East Coast, you know, because mm-hmm. um, last year did the drizzling shits, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, and I also think it has a lot to do, you know, with, with the economy here, you know, um, when I look for, you know, a twenty-five, thirty-dollar ticket price, and uh, you know, there's, there's some people that's that's a lot of money here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crazy thing is, like, let's let's take last Thursday for 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 example, okay? Mm-hmm. So last Thursday, I didn't, but I could have. Um, I could have put Michael Elgin on the card. I could have mm-hmm. I could have put um, the Jim Nasty Boys, who I think are one of the hottest tag teams uh, in the Indies right now, um, and I could have put uh, Play and Mito Mito on the card, um, but I didn't. Out of you know, I'm not going to lose my ass today before King of Death. Um, but if I had the thought, you know, that I was going to draw 100, 150 people, um, which really the cards we're putting on on a weekly basis definitely should. Um, they should be drawing that. Um, you know, uh, you know, I could have gave them an incredible card, absolutely incredible card. Um, but you know, couldn't do because I just know the asses aren't going to be in the seats. Um, right. I don't know if it's a question of, you know, we have to get in these smaller towns and, um, you know, get, get the good old fashioned, wrestling fan in there i don't know if it's a case of you know we have to go around giving out some tickets you know and saying you know come come on and see it see it if you like it you know try it for the first time free you know so people will understand and uh will understand um you know why it's a 15 dollar ticket price you know um you know i i i really i really don't know where i'm at you know, on, on, on some of those things. I mean, that's something we're about ready to try, you know, Mm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having, you know, uh, about $1,500, $1,500, uh, comp tickets made up and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to go in these small towns and Hey, you like wrestling, you know, (laughs) come check this out, you know, 
and 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 see if we can get people to you know understand you know uh, you know why it's a fifteen dollar ticket on a weekly basis you know mm-hmm. um, because and and see I don't know if the fifteen dollar ticket is 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 the case because when even when we do ten dollar tickets and we still put on a damn good show at, on a ten dollar ticket when we do fan appreciations or anything like that or you know um, we get a bump in audience but it's not that mm-hmm. much of a bump to do it you know on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it, I mean, if, 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 if it, you know, if it went from 70 people to 150 people on $10 tickets, that would be one thing, you know, right. but, yeah. uh, you know, when, when it, you know, when it does, when, it, you know, when it goes from, you know, 70 to 85, you know, it's, it's, it's not worth it for, for, for me to do that on a regular basis, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How does uh, how does the power but bomb deal work for you? But back to Penta, Penta and Mercer was very, very good. Okay. Go ahead about uh, power bomb. What were you gonna say? How does the power bomb deal work for you? Um, from what I understand, um, you get like a small percentage from subscriptions if you know they put in your code. Right. If 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 uh, you put in our code, and you become a repeat customer off of putting in our code, we get a small percentage. Plus, right. uh, because IWA's library is so large, um, we get a a monthly fee um, no matter what. Um, right. So um, I get paid one thing off of, off, of, uh, off of the library content that they put on, and then I have um, – I get I get paid another another percentage off of uh, the codes and and right. and but they have to stay a customer every month they stay a customer I I I I get money from that right now I don't you know I don't know how specific you want to get but is it significant or you know because the way I see it is like if you have a big show like a king of the death match or something like that it doesn't pay for you to there put it on no there there is no way in he- you're right. No way in hell it would be smart for me to put a Ted Petty or a King of the Death right. on Powerbomb. Yeah. There, there, no way in hell. Right. That's what like I, I that's saw. What I, I saw people put putting, you know, oh, they ought to stream this. No, that that's that's mm. you being a cheap wrestling fan wanting to get yours without putting out. That that right. that's what that is. You know. Well. Is it, I mean, there are the services yeah. that just stream as far as like pay per view specifically, like where, you know, each each view is getting you X amount of money, and then then it becomes worth it for you. You know what I mean? But if it's not, but, but okay, if it's that, just inclusive in a package. Let's put it this way, okay, Jay. But mm-hmm. let's put it this way, okay. So let's say these streaming services are running at like ten bucks a month, right? And let's right. say you did. Uh, let's say you you did uh, an eye pay per view for double that at twenty dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. so that that's not even one ticket in the building, and four guys can take advantage of that and 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 be watching my show for basically five bucks a piece. So yeah, you know, but 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 the time the provider gets some of that money, and and what I get. You know, is you know, uh, it is is piss poor. You know, um, yeah. you know, uh, it it's just it's it's literally like 
wrestling fans have become so entitled to everything, like b- between – I'm not just talking about indie fans, uh, mm-hmm. but between the network and, 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 and groups like Powerbomb and, 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 and stuff like that, they, they went – you know, people were complaining about a DVD and Blu-ray being out in three days. <laughs> you know, because uh, because an MP4 wasn't ready right away. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's like it it's insane. I, I mean, I had people inboxing me, cussing me, and I had no nothing, zero zilch. I swear on my children to do with any of that shit. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, literally, I tell you a true story, and, and maybe this can get them to, to answer me. Um, you know, people have been hitting me up left and right. When's the next live IWA Powerbomb? I have no fucking clue. Because <laughs> I keep asking Mike Burns, who is my only contact in that yeah. situation, get nothing back in return. So you want to know when the next IWA live stream is from Powerbomb TV? Ask Powerbomb TV. Don't ask me. Because all I do is produce the show, and then I'm done with it. You know? Uh, you know, it, 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 it's insane. Sometimes, though, the, the, um, the, the conspiracy theories people come up with in, in, in wrestling, you know, um, but it was, you know, I was holding the MP4s back because I didn't want them to get put on tyrant, tyrant sites or torrent sites, whatever the hell they're called, you know, <laughs> you um, know because, <laughs> right, I don't, um, you know, uh, uh, dude, if, if it wasn't for my girlfriend, I am the most technology challenged individual in the world, you know, uh, on top of the fact I'm blind as a fucking bat, you know. Um, my son, my son today, we, uh, John Calvin, uh, JC, we, we, you know, we go up to clean the building and, uh, we went up with, uh, with my mother driving and, uh, and, and John Calvin says to me, he says, dad, I, I don't know how you do that. I said, son, I'm blind. I can't see what she's about to hit, you know? So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, uh, li- literally, you know, Anybody that's ever seen me with my phone in my hand, I, I'm sitting there with a fucking magnifying glass pressed up against it. They'll, they'll read Facebook, you know. Um, I, 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 I know, I know, uh, you know, one thing for sure, and and that's how to put on a a, a good to great professional wrestling show. Uh, each and every time I'm going to go out there, when it comes to the technology of of shit and how it works, and, and you know, all, all this other stuff. I mean, I was literally asking Burns. Uh, today, you know, is is Powerbomb getting five shows a month to put out? Are they getting ten shows a month to put out? Are they getting twenty shows a month to put out? Can you give me an answer to this? Like, are, how much of the of the back catalog are they getting to put out? You know, I have a free code to Powerbomb and don't use it. You know, <laughs> uh, so, so, so um, you know, pe- people have to understand. Past bitching at me for the wrestling show. Or you didn't like something in the actual wrestling show, I I, I can take the heat for. But mm-hmm. pa- past that, you know, you didn't like um, you know, how the stream ran or you know uh, the commentary, you know, uh, bitch at Nick Manawa for that, you know, uh, 
Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, 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 I try to give people freedom to run with things because I believe that you get a better effort out of somebody if you're not micromanaging them, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's that, that's kind of that's kind of the same way I feel about the technology stuff. Is why should I be telling these guys what I think they should be doing when when I, I don't I don't know how to fucking do this, you know? So yeah. so why a sudden should I try to pretend that I'm some kind of expert, you know, on, on a situation, you know? Um, maybe if they come out with a book, you know, technology for dummies, you know, and and they put it on audio where I, I can you know listen to it while my girlfriend's at work during the day. Uh, you know, uh, it might help me out, but I doubt it. You know, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how any of that stuff works. You know, um, you know, I know, I know it's real good for the wrestling fans, and 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 you know, I, I, I want them to in, enjoy things. You know, but mm. you know, uh, under, understand, you know, any of that stuff that goes on is a Mike Burns decision. It is, um, you know. Uh, Jeremy Spears, who is our, uh, our our editor, who does a great job. They get a three camera shoot, two day show out in you know three and four days is fantastic nowadays. You know, um, at least I think it is. Um, I might be wrong. I don't know. Um, but you know, I, I I think you know considering you know it used to be if you know and nothing against him because he has a real life and a real world and all that stuff. You know, but if Mike Robles got it out in, you know, uh, three weeks, it, it was good timing, you know. Um, now, you know, you're, you're watching it within a week of, of it happening. Um, you know, the, the, the Penta show was on a Saturday and was out by Monday. You know, I mean, uh, kid works his ass off, you know. Um, just wanted to give him a little shout out as far as, uh, you know, anybody that ever might be looking for a, a, a video director. Uh, as long as it don't slow down my times. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you should definitely hit them up. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Um, is there anything else you want to plug, man? I, I mean, thanks for calling in. It was a, you know, kind of on the spur of the moment thing. I always love talking to you. Well, so you always welcome. Well, I just saw Brian's, I saw Brian's comment, you know, and Brian's a, Brian's a pretty smart guy. Uh, Brian mm-hmm. Picard, you know, he's pretty, 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 pretty sure. smart guy. And and I just wanted to let, let everybody know, um, you know, because if, if Brian's thinking this, then maybe other people are thinking it, you know. Sure. Um, you know, um, so that, that that's why I wanted to comment on it because, like I said, when we got to the building today, that was one of the first things I looked at, and man, that thing was beat the shit out of. Okay. I mean, it it looked it looked like a demolition derby car, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I wanted to kind of stri- set the record straight there that it, it wasn't a reckless move or anything like that. It was, it was, uh, something that was, was safe, 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 safe until it wasn't safe, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, you know, these, these guys, these guys are, are, are working so hard to, to step up to Annie while, while, uh, you know, keeping themselves from, from, uh, you know, getting hurt bad, um, that you know, it should be something that's really appreciated by uh, by 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 the deathmatch community, man. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, sick of play and uh, and uh, Arrowboy and uh, 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 Medio. Is that how you say his name? Medio. I think so. Um, I think so. You know, uh, Extremo. I can say Extremo. Um, there you you go. know, uh, you know. All three of these guys were at my house for the entire weekend. Such uh, 
really nice guys. I mean, like if something were to happen to these guys, I would I would be absolutely heartbroken. You know, same thing. You know, uh, with Shellac. So you know, I, I don't I don't want these guys doing anything uh, that you know I wouldn't do myself. And um, you know, um, you know, I I definitely would have done that power bomb on on that uh, on that file cabinet deal. You know. Um, but it was just, just, just the city situation that, you know, the, the metal, the metal got beat to the point that, you know, it gave away to the bar coming through it, you know, yeah. um, it, it was, it was literally thinned out, you know, and I, I just, I just want the fans to know that, you know, these guys are trying really hard. Um, they should, they should be, you know, uh, you know, really proud of them. Um, you know, uh, so funny story, Jake Cat. I want to tell you real quick before I get out of here. Sure. I, I I don't know if you were paying attention to my Facebook today or not, um, but um, Jeffrey Skelton dared me to uh, well he didn't dare me but he told me he would he would send me a twenty six fifty if I sent him a picture of myself in a post office because given <laughs> my past reputation uh, for right. not sending stuff out he didn't believe I knew what the inside of a post office looked like um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, me being a smart ass I am, I go in there to go to take this picture, right? And I'm in the post office, and this woman starts screaming at me that I can't take a picture inside of a federal building, right? Oh, wow. And, uh, right, I didn't know that. Like, they don't got to sign up anywhere, anything like that. Uh-huh. You know, like, I've taken pictures inside the White House. I think that's a federal building, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, this woman starts yelling at me. Uh, about I can't take I can't take pictures inside of of the post office and all this stuff, and uh, so like um, eventually I you know I make a smart ass comment back, um, but I made it uh, too misty uh, about it, and she said I'm not talking to you no more about this. I said I wasn't talking to you in the first place. I was talking to my girlfriend. So yeah. you know, keep your nose out of this. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, come to find out, it is against the law. To take uh-huh. a picture in a federal institution, uh, such as a post office, um, yeah. but I took it anyway. And uh, but uh, uh, you know, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're trying to turn a lot of things around, man. Um, you know, um, some some shit that's definitely stupid shit on my part, and 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 just pure fucking laziness of, uh, you know, like I said, I've never ever tried to rip somebody off. Just didn't feel like going to the fucking post office. Get my fat ass up off the fucking couch. It's a transportation problem. I couldn't trans- transport myself yeah. to the fucking post office, you know. Um, but you know, we're trying to change some things around, man. You finally <laughs> get to the post office and get arrested for taking a picture inside of there. Right, now, right. Gotta keep you out of the right. post office. <laughs> you know, uh, well, at least Lesson that post learned. office. I ain't going no back to that some bitch, right? Right. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, you know, uh, still we still, you know. For any deathmatch fans that are listening, you know we still got some T-shirts left and uh, and uh, some posters signed by all 18 competitors. Um, you know, uh, you know. So uh, you know, hit me up on Facebook. My real name's John Williams. If you don't know, which I'm sure everybody does know, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but twenty dollars for the posters. They're real nice. They're 11 by 16, autographed by everybody. And uh, you know, uh, normal deathmatch prices for the T-shirts 20 bucks starting out and uh unless you're unless you need big boy sizes and then uh we got up until 5xl and uh and you know it runs up to like 30 bucks you know um but um you know or or uh you know you can just uh you know hit you up and you can let me know 
<laughs> like how I provide more work for you voluntarily. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, man. The, the yeah, everybody so, so go man, out there. Why I got you in here because I don't I don't get but why I don't, I don't get to talk to you a whole lot. Let, let me let me let me ask you this. So, okay. what's what's your prediction for the 49ers this year? Oh, it, it, I have record all positive wise, Record wise. Oh, man, to say, I mean, I honestly think we're easily playoff bound. Um I mean, it's hard. I always overestimate what we're going to do, but I really see so much positive. I think we get 10 wins. That, that's, I mean, a, that, that's a, that's a good guesstimate. I would say, yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say the Cowboys go, I'm going to stick my neck out here. Uh, as, as long as, as long as we stay healthy, I'm going to say the Cowboys go 12 and four and win the NFC East. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to just win out or anything like that. But, I mean, Jimmy G did start five games and win five games to end the season. And we've made a bunch of moves off season that are big. And um, Ruben Foster actually just got cleared of um, domestic violence charges. So, it looks like he's going to be on the field. Um, you know, we, we got cleared a lot of Cleared by the NFL things. or cleared by the court system? Cleared by the court system, but um, I mean, there's there's all okay, the okay. So as we as there. Cowboys fans learned last year, that don't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he's got a weed charge anyway, so he's probably going to miss at least four games. But beyond that, at least he has an NFL career still. His uh, girlfriend, I guess, framed him like the whole thing had gotten to a fight with the, uh, I guess the the mistress, and then uh, blamed the injuries on him and told me she was going to ruin his career. And I guess there's footage of it. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I but mean, he's know, enough that he's running around get... in Alabama with weed and had a, right. had some kind of assault rifle they could drop the charges on. So he's he's still a knucklehead, but at least he's not going to go away. <laughs> if I didn't at least say the Cowboys are going to go 12-4, and four, I would never hear the end of it from Mike Bucci. So, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty brave, but especially coming you, off you, last you, year. Yeah, he'll be like, you got to have high hopes, Ian. You got to have high hopes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, looking already looking forward to football season because you know my Orioles are are beyond disgustingly horrible uh, as far as baseball is concerned, and uh, you know mm. I got nothing yeah. else to look forward to uh, yeah. besides uh, you know uh, football season. And you know, and as an Alabama fan, that's always a good thing to look forward to. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right, man. Uh, I pre- I appreciate your time. I know you had a whole list of uh, uh, uh things going on in in, in there, and uh, you know, yeah, man. uh, you know, I I really truly hope that uh, you know, um, you know, fans go out there uh on uh on June second and you know support the uh tournament of survival. I think it's I think it's going to be outstanding. Uh, if mm. if there's one tournament has a chance to beat me this year, that's it. Um. You know that that's that's for sure. Um, you know, uh, GCW's got a, got a great product going on. Uh, one of one of our main fans, uh, 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 Big Daddy Vic Von Eric, missed the the the, uh, the show that that we had uh, Penta on because he went to uh, GCW in Chicago. And I said, well, yeah. at least if you're going to go uh, support something else, support a good indie uh, and mm-hmm. and and not a shit one. So uh, right. you know. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're definitely killing it and, uh, and got, got some good stuff coming up for fans and, uh, you know, some innovative stuff and, uh, you got, got to appreciate that whether, whether it's, uh, your ideas or somebody else's ideas, as long as it's good shit, support it. Sure. 
Yeah, man. All right, my man. Well, thank you for your time. Like I said, uh, I I just wanted to try to try to clear the air the best I could, and uh, yeah, you know, here's 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 to wishing it, uh, Shellac, a, a a quick and speedy uh, recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're welcome anytime, Ian. You know, so just hit me up. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Bye bye. All right, there you go. A little unexpected chat with Ian Rotten. Uh, he's always welcome on the show. He's one of those dudes that you know. Um, I always enjoy talking to. He's an absolute veteran in uh, wrestling in general. Um, as I was just saying, you know, one of the innovators of what deathmatch wrestling has become in the United States is based off of what Ian Rotten has done. So, you know, uh, good dude in my book. He's never fucked me over. So um, that's that. Um, let's go into TOD uh, on the other side of deathmatches, the bad side of deathmatches. Um their card is, at least as far as the website is announced, uh, what is the uh, date on this fucking thing? June 9th, all right? It is in uh, Tansboro Deck Hockey in Tansboro, on Tansboro Road in Berlin, New Jersey at 2 p.m. Um, on the website, they have one fucking tournament match and then the competitors. I don't know if they've since updated and all the matches are announced, you would fucking hope so, on the 23rd of May, but with CZW, you never fucking know. So, uh, here, here is the, uh, the match, followed by the lineup, as, as it were. Um, Ricky Shane Page versus Drew Parker. I don't know who the fuck Drew Parker is. When I looked him up initially, he looks like another one of these fucking Euro fruits that DJ is booking because they book him over there which is a lot of what CCW has become these days is people booked from companies that booked DJ and then they become forced upon CCW fans. Cause let's not get it fucked up. Jimmy Havoc is the worst received tournament of death winner of all fucking time. And that was a hundred percent DJ Hyde's fucking idea. Um, DJ Hyde was all about putting that fucking guy over and you could blame it on whoever the fuck Sammy was part of the book, blah, 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 whatever. Um, kissing Euro ass is DJ Hyde's favorite pastime besides going to Disney world like a child, um, without a child. Um, it, it's just, it's just what he does. The fans hated that shit. Fans were leaving his property before the main event of Tournament of Death. I've never seen that before. Ever, ever seen that before. Motherfuckers were driving away. They didn't give a fuck what happened in that match. That That's bad. So Ricky Shane Page versus this fucking guy. Uh, light tube death match. Uh, Brandon Kirk, the guy who's going to win this thing. Um... Casanova Valentine, guy I've never heard of. I've heard that this is like a dream of his. And look, I, you know, I feel bad for the guys who, who this is a dream of theirs, you know, because from what I understand that there's a couple of guys that are like, man, I would fucking die to be in tournament of death and this and that. But like the fact that this tournament is going to be carried on the shoulders of guys we never heard of before is fucking crazy. That's not tournament of death. You can call it what you want to call it, but CZW always had a main core of guys, had fucking standout deathmatch wrestling fucking giants, and then a few guys you might not have heard of that will suddenly wow the fans. That is not the fucking script on this fucking tournament of death at all. Um, 
You know, Brandon Kirk has become the fucking MVP of CZW by by way of getting along well with DJ. I put over Brandon Kirk. Um, I forget what match he had. He had a match in, in um, Voorhees or wherever the fuck. And uh, I, I put him over and I said, look, th- th- he's got intensity. Um, he's, he's taking risks out there. And he's he's doing a lot of fucking athletic shit in the ring. Like, he, he's he's not sloppy. He seems like that good, well-rounded guy that can do a lot in a company like CZW. I think he could be an asset to CZW. Um, that does not mean that's the guy who should win tournament of death the year after he gets here. Um, when you have a guy who is a, an absolute deathmatch superstar, like Slack, when and and I don't give a fuck, man. DJ can go out of his way and call this fucking guy green and call this guy green, but again, it's it's you know fucking Shrek calling a guy green. DJ is the greenest forever fucking guy like this dude will never not be green he, he just he's awkward in the ring he's awkward on the mic he's awkward in everything he fucking did but he bought himself into the wrestling business which gives him now the permission to call other people green who don't have the money to buy themselves in the wrestling business um who are actually especially when it comes to schlack getting over on his own without buying himself into the wrestling business um dj has no ability to do what Schlack has done, especially in the amount of time that Schlack has done it. Um, so to call a guy like that green, who's already leaps and bounds beyond anything you've ever, ever accomplished or ever will accomplish as an in-ring performer, it's fucking absurd. Um, so, uh, since she's over there fucking meowing, so I guess he's going to be part of the show. I haven't had a co-host in a long time. So, uh, this is, uh, you know, We'll just have him on. Um, so, yeah, it's crazy to know that, like, a guy like a Brandon Kirk, who, yeah, he's been around a while and this and that, they're just going to boost him through the whole fucking tournament because DJ likes him. I've heard, you know, a lot of good things about what he's been doing. Not only is he a hard worker in the ring and is he good and stuff. Like I said, I, I see nothing wrong with the guy. But when you just take him from nothing to fucking winning everything – that's when the fans get turned off. That's that fucking Roman Reigns shit. You know what I mean? You, you don't let him build. You don't let him establish himself. You just go, he's the fucking guy. Deal with it. And that's that's not what CZW fans want. But again, DJ does not give a fuck about what CZW fans want, which has been blatantly obvious for the past good handful of years. Um, so next up is uh, Dan O'Hare. So now, Storm of Entrails, right? Right? Now, Dan O'Hare is in Tournament of Death, and Schlack is not. Um, Dan O'Hare, look, um, he's a guy who I've had my differences with online and everything else. Um, he uh, a little, he's a little argumentative, you know. He's he's he'll fucking uh, you know he'll state his opinion without apologies. I'm kind of the same way, so you know I bump heads with motherfuckers. Uh, it happens pretty often, you know, when I talk to people online and we differ in opinion it's not just going to go smoothly because you know shit man i'm very um strong in my opinions on things i'm very uh blunt and you know not everyone appreciates that um we i mean we've since you know uh 
talked on Messenger or whatever, and you know, we're fine. I got no problem at all with the guy. I also think that he's improved tremendously. Um, clearly not the star. I don't think he would ever tell you he's the star of that tag team. So if fans are going to look at part of Storm of Entrails being part of Tournament of Death, you wouldn't think that Dan O'Hare is the part that you would see. Um, so again, you know, nothing against the guy, but clearly not another uh, another spot in the tournament that's not a star in CZW, not a guy who's super over. I mean, I'm sure in Dojo Wars he gets a huge pop from the 35 people who show up to that shit. But again, I mean, what is that? Mance Warner. Mance Warner's a guy who gets over huge in IWA. Um, uh, a lot of people seem to like him. He also just shit on GCW pretty heavily in favor of CZW. He pretty much, uh, see, and that's the other thing, is with the Schlack, Dan O'Hare thing, there's been a lot of choices. Make a choice, this company or that company. So, you know, your uh, Schlack made his fucking choice. Your Joey Janela made their fucking choice. Uh, I, I've yet to really see this work out in the favor of CZW. As far as I've seen, the people who have made the choice for CZW is Mance Warner, who's unproven on the East Coast. And, uh, hey, hey, man, he could be super fucking talented, but on the East Coast, he's unproven. So, definitely not on the level of a Joey Janela, and definitely not on the level of a Schlack. Two super fucking over guys. Um, Mance Warner and Brandon Kirk. So, I mean, you put those two against those two and tell me who's the bigger draw. It's clearly not a a winning situation for CZW, as goes the, uh, the theme of CZW's current product is 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 not a winning formula um so mance warner you know he'll have the opportunity to really step up but again he's an iwa guy through and through he wasn't in king of the death match so i mean maybe that tells you a little bit something about you know his ability to do this on that level again i haven't seen a whole ton of his stuff uh he may very well be the star of his fucking tournament for all i know obviously ricky shane page is going to show up Another guy who I believe is going to show up. And honestly, if anyone should win this fucking tournament out of the people who are in it, it's Connor Claxton. Connor Claxton was a guy who they put through to the finals very early, too early in my opinion, when he was up against Tremont. And um, I that was a terrible tournament death in my opinion. Um, it, I'm trying to remember. The, I can't remember all the rest of the matches or whatever. But I thought that tournament of death went very bad. Um and him going to the finals, I think, was premature. There were some shining moments in that tournament, but the finals wasn't one of them. And I, and I felt just – it was like the wind came out of the crowd, you know, when it came to that, that finals. And uh, especially because it was the year that he kind of came out and was, like, on fire, and he went through the uh, Deathmatch Trial Series, which is going to be legendary. No one will ever stop talking about it when it comes to Connor Claxton's career. But he had a match against Dev, a match against Lucky, and a match against Danny Havoc in, uh, to get into the Nation of Intoxication. All three of those matches were fucking bananas. Uh, the match against Danny, he had, like, fucking wife beaters back. Crazy shit. Um, shirtless through the whole fucking deathmatch trial series. Uh, crimson masks, like, unbelievable fucking crimson masks in, in all three of these matches. And um, Tournament of Death, he showed up with a fucking shirt. He kind of let off the fucking gas, you know? And again, I, I don't just shit on people, who, you know, oh, you wear a shirt in a door, deathmatch tournament. But if, like, all leading up to it, you weren't, that 
kind of stands out like, hey, what the fuck's going on? And DJ even, you know, as he likes to do, buried his fucking talent and said, uh, yeah, Connor really didn't train that hard. So we really, you know, took the push off of him and da, 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 da. I was like, oh, fuck. So, um, but again, being pushed early, um, has been since proven. I mean, he, he went, o- I think he went over Masada, right? The one year and, and it made sense. Like it, it worked well. So he had gotten himself over to that extent. So Connor Claxton, if anyone is, is deserving of a tournament of death win out of this group of people, Ricky already won one. It, it, it's got to be Connor Claxton, but it won't be. That's that's the problem there is it won't be. Um, next up, Dale Patrick. Dale Patrick is a good role player, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think he's a superstar. Um, some people, I think, give him a little bit more credit than he deserves because it really depends on his opponent. Um, he works well with his fat friend um, because, they, you know, they're – they clicked up and wrestled a bunch together. Um, he's, he's had a lot of good standout matches for sure. And he could very well have a standout performance in this tournament. He can go, uh, not taking anything away from him, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, like the fucking guy that people are going ballistic for again, just not proven on the East coast and their run, their run in CZW was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like to the point where they were told, at cage of death like this will be your last show enjoy it and that was it and they they were gone for a while after that um next up stockade i i have no use for stockade at all um seems like a nice enough guy i've heard him on interviews and stuff like that he seems like a very nice guy i have no use for this dude he could take crazy fucking cinder block bumps but no use otherwise personally um and then you have josh crane speaking of no use this fat sloppy fuck i'm uh, it's one of the worst in-ring workers i've seen in recent history as far as czw goes he was doing shit where like i had other i'm not gonna like put him on blast but i had other fucking wrestlers proven wrestlers deathmatch wrestlers and etc who were sending me clips of this motherfucker just hitting the ropes going what the fuck did he just try to do like he can't even run the ropes Look at this crazy shit. Look at that crazy shit. Like, it's been like a running fucking joke on how terrible he was in the ring and that that run leading up to Cage of Death. Like, that missed Spike Piledriver where he came nowhere near the fucking guy because his little fucking hop coming off the buckle. Like, uh, Jesus Christ. He's fucking bad. Top of that, like I said, I'll say it time and time again. The fucking guy owes me money. He continues to tell me bullshit. Uh, he, he fucked up the printing on, on the shirts, turned around, fucking blame me. I called him out on it. He, he admitted to like, Oh no, no, that was me. I was wrong. I was wrong. I, you know, and I screenshotted every fucking, every conversation. Uh, the, the guy told me like a year ago, um, I'll give all my proceeds and I laugh at this shit, man. Look, believe, believe me, I am not waiting on this guy's check. It's never going to fucking happen, but I will never stop telling him that until the day he dies of a fucking diabetes or whatever it takes him. Um, fucking clogged artery, whatever the fuck it takes him. Um, while he posts shit on being positive and working hard for what you believe in and all that kind of, you know, work hard while your enemies sleep and all that kind of, you're fat as fuck, man. You ain't doing none of that shit. So, uh, it, you know, but I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna stop bringing it up because it is what it is. Uh, you know, he admitted he was wrong a hundred fucking times. Uh, and as of last year told me he's going to send me all proceeds from his wrestling and his this and his that. He, he's sending me fucking nothing. So anyway, 
this guy's in the fucking tournament. But I'm sure now that he's in Tournament of Death, I'll be receiving my money. All right. Um, uh, Jimmy Lloyd, there's your other finals participant. And, uh, yeah, I mean, another dude who's uh, – he's young. He's sloppy as fuck. He, he looks like absolute trash. But he's willing to die. He's willing to just go the fuck out there. And, and they're just going to let this fucking guy have, like, a four-year career. You know, because, I mean, if, if if he keeps working at the pace that he was working at GCW, and I guess, I don't know, I guess this is Jimmy Lloyd picking CZW, which is fucking, like, what fucking, what type of cards y'all dealing? Yeah, I mean, you got fucking Jimmy Lloyd over here, Joey Janela over there, you got fucking, um, who picked CZW? Uh, Mance Warner over here, and Slack over there. It's like, hey, it just, this is fucking going real well. Again, nothing against Mance, but just just not proven on the East Coast like the other guys whose fucking crowds explode when they fucking hit the curtain. Um, so there's your finals. Jimmy Lloyd versus uh, fucking Brandon Kirk. And then what's funny is big fucking picture on the poster right in the fucking middle. Bigger, bigger than anybody else who's in the tournament. Toby Klein versus Matt Tremont. Fans bring the weapons non-tournament. Which, like, look, um, I love Toby. He's a great dude. Hopefully, actually, going to be getting together with him, doing the fucking uh, the the Death Nut Challenge, and uh, you know, throwing some hot sauce and shit. Uh, they're going to be in Jersey for you know two nights. Uh, that's Friday night. I think they're doing the H two O in like Williamsboro or some shit. I don't know. I'm not going to any of this stuff, but uh, they'll they'll be in uh Jersey for that. And then the next night or next day, uh, tournament of death, non-tournament, um, fans bring the weapons to that. Uh, but look, Tremont, you know, he is a death match legend at this point. Um, he can go, nothing needs to be proved as far as Matt Tremont goes. Uh, no doubt placed there. He's, he's banged up like a motherfucker. I mean, it, let's not get it fucked up. Um, and that part of my, uh, my point about this is first off, there's no build to it. So to put a non-tournament match that had zero build on a bigger stage is on a bigger, you know, graphic on the whole card than the tournament. The name of it is tournament of death. And your biggest attraction is a no build non-tournament death match between two guys that quite frankly are past their prime. I mean, you know, again, nothing against them. And I mean, Tremont was just having those fucking matches with Gage last year, you know, uh, and those were in, in his prime matches. So I'm not saying Tremont isn't capable of doing some shit in his prime. And Toby is the healthiest in sobriety that he's ever been in his life. This dude's been clean for fucking like six years, six, seven years. I don't want to like misstate his sobriety. He's, he's been sober longer than I have by at least a year and I'll be five years this summer. So, I mean, the dude is, is living such a better life than he's ever, ever has. But is, is this like Toby looking to fucking put on the best death match of his career? No, of course not. But these two will put on a good match. No question about it. I'm sure it'll be crazy. Um, taking nothing away from either competitor. But in the same token, it's just weird that CCW would put it out the way that they did. That's Tournament of Death. Um, CCW drew a shithouse. And uh, I, I couldn't have been happier. I, I really, uh, you know, I said this a couple of years ago when, uh, 
they were fucking going in another direction, doing all this stupid shit, taking death matches off of this, hardcore off of that, booking shit the way the fans hated to fucking see it. GCW wasn't a factor yet. There was no alternative. So CZW just took the stance like, fucking take it or leave it, motherfucker. Like, we're going in a great direction. And, and like, everybody was fucking uppity and, and just huge jerk-offs. Janela was a huge fucking flag waver on that. Yeah, but, like, if you don't like it, they're headed in a great direction. Like, they're making progress and and uh, they're, uh, what the fuck, they're evolving and all of this other horse shit. This is the same guy that just walked out their fucking door. And, um, you know... Everybody had some wild shit to say. And when I said, like, I hope it fucking dies. And they're like, that's fucked up. These guys, you know, this is their, their living. And this is, you know, you, you want to take work away from guys. No, motherfucker, let me tell you something. I, I started watching CZW and attending CZW religiously uh, from fucking 2001 until fucking at least 10 years past that before it became not a, you know, monthly religious thing. Like, well over 10 years later. I've uh, attended over 10 tournament of deaths, probably 13 of them, uh, at least that many best of the best. Um, CZW had more of my interest than any other wrestling company in the history of wrestling. I, I was, I've never been more invested in a company than I was in CZW. Um, when CZW decides to take a completely direction, a completely different direction and shit on the fans who made them the fuck what they were. And insult my intelligence on top of that to tell me that you're going to change the product so it appeals to more people and that'll make CZW better and more successful. You're fucking stupid. Because there's a million fucking companies out there that are run of the mill, that are just the fuck what, what you're trying to lean towards. And, and let's be fucking honest. CZW has always had fantastic wrestling. Trent Acids, the Amazing Reds, the fucking, you know, the SATs, the um, Reckless Youth back in the day, um, the Briscoe Brothers, um, Jody Fleisch, Johnny Storm, and the fucking best of the best. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on of the fucking great wrestlers. I mean, the amount of time Chris Hero spent there, Claudio Castagnoli. I mean, you, you can keep going and going and going and shit that had nothing to do with DJ Hyde. Beyond that, the rabid fan base that CZW created and built its company around is the reason why DJ Hyde bought it. DJ Hyde could not have started DJW and just went in his own fucking direction and had any success. There were wrestlers that worked for him based on their loyalty to those letters czw and because it meant something to them to keep it going to keep it fucking what it what it meant to them and and that foundation of that and it was it was a charade it was dj with a master plan to try to make himself look cool still isn't working dj and to do it under the guise of czw something that already had an identity an identity that wasn't dj hyde that will never be dj hyde he can buy fucking three letters, but he can't recreate it into something that someone loves the way that they did before he got there. You know, he showed up fucking 200 pounds heavier in the crowd and fucking clapped like a seal for some shit he has no intention on running right now. 
There, he has no intention on running anything that even resembles what it was back then. And, and it's not a matter of, we can't just run death matches in the building or this and that. It's not even about death match. It's about image. It's about edge. It's about that fucking outlaw company. And, and I said this and said this and said this, and I, I said it enough where GCW fucking, when they showed up, they picked those fucking words up and ran with them. The thing that GCW did, and I fucking, I can't stand Brett. I can't stand Danny, but they did a fucking simple task. They showed up and gave the fans what the fuck they've been screaming to DJ about for years, and DJ refused to give them. They would, they would yell, we want this, we want this, we want this. And DJ, being spoiled and complacent and arrogant, just said, oh, I'll fucking, I'm Vince McMahon, I'll give them what they want. I'll, I'll give them what I want. And, and they'll show up either way. And they'll show up either way. And that's exactly what the fuck happened for many, many years. To the point where, like, that Michael Adecchio dude and all those motherfuckers over there, like, they, they, would, they would tell you, like, oh, at this point I just show up for a place to hang out and shit like that. Well, that, that doesn't sound good for your product, but you take it for granted because it's, they're still walking in the door and it doesn't fucking matter. And if they don't know how to fucking, if they don't know how to walk away from your company, it doesn't fucking matter what you put out there until another company shows up and gives them everything they want. And then they fucking sprint out that door. You understand this dude, you just fucking brought him in the ring in your Asbury show, which I said on my show then. It was the most amateur bullshit I have seen. It looked like such garbage when you brought a fucking fan in the ring and you're doing shots with them and chopping them and shit. It looked fucking ridiculous. I'm sure he fucking loved it. Weird that he didn't love it enough to not sell his TOD tickets like fucking two months later and fucking walk away from your company saying he's never coming back. You attended this fucking guy's wedding, did shots with him and chopped him on fucking... On DVD. Uh, on nationally distributed fucking DVD. And you couldn't keep that fucking guy in the seats. If that doesn't make you feel like a complete fucking asshole, I don't know what does, and I could not be fucking happier. I couldn't. And I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if uh, they lose a payday. Good. Another company will show up, will rise from the fucking ashes of CZW's death. They deserve what the fuck they're getting right now. Yeah, it's funny, too, because I just did the show with Maria Manic and said how misused she was and how, you know, how much they could have done with her and, and how they really missed the fucking boat on her when they were pushing Brittany Blake through the fucking roof until, of course, she did Dave Chris move and then all bets are off and they shipped her the fuck out of the door and never called her back, which is fucking crazy because she was in his stable and Ohio was for killers steals every fucking thing. So it, the whole thing is weird and hilarious, but, um, either way, um, I mean, remember she went over Tony Nese <laughs> in a CZW ring, <laughs> fucking kind of shit. Um, but I said that and Maria, you know, agreed and everything that she really wishes things went better and this and that. And I was lo and behold on the last show with fucking like 80 fans in attendance, they put her on the fucking dark match. Oh, that's, that's fucking crazy. You know, it's just, he, he's. He's fucking thick-headed. I mean, you can see that visibly. Um, so, CCW's earned every fucking thing they got. I, I've seen posts recently where Lyle said, like, dude, I didn't even plan on shooting the show. 
I, I was on the fence on whether I did wanted to or not. And, um, I was the only photographer that was like last tangled web. He was the only photographer in the building. I mean, you had fucking, you had all sorts of fans and fucking Matt Wolf with his fucking, uh, wax paper fucking lens shooting pictures, running around the fucking ring to the point where like Lyle is the only one left. And I'm sure, yeah, like you, you probably have some other photographers now or whatever, but like on a show called Tangle Web, Lyle was the only fucking guy to show up to the building and shoot fucking pictures. That's fucking crazy. And I'm telling you, like uh, one example after the next, if you can't see the fucking writing on the wall that it's fucking over for CZW, you have lost your loyal fan base. It's fucking gone. It's curtains. And now you're running the worst lineup on Tournament of Death ever and putting fucking Brandon Kirk over. Is that going to fucking drive fans back into your fucking building? I don't know. They'd have to Google where the fuck the building is first because you don't even have a legitimate building. You have a joint that doesn't allow cookies in the fucking... (laughs) CZW is running a fucking building that's worried about cookies on the fucking AstroTurf. Watch out, guys. It's about to get really fucking hardcore in this motherfucker. Like, yo, it, it's fucking funny. I don't give a fuck. If nobody else finds it funny, I don't need you to find it funny. This is the best thing ever um, for me. Um, John Zandig CZW was something tremendously special to me. DJ Hyde bought it and fucking killed it. And if you see something that you used to love suffering... I think the best thing that you can ever want for it is to finish dying. And that's, that's where I'm at with CZW. So good, good for them. I hope it continues to spiral downwards in the way that they're booking. It absolutely will. They booked another um, show in Asbury and to the best of my knowledge, they've never advertised or led to, or again, I haven't watched their recent show, so maybe they did, but they booked, um, the fuck did they book uh bad bones from germany and um what's this guy uh josh briggs i think the dude's name is let me see my computer's loading slow as fuck yeah josh briggs who's uh tearing shit up from what i understand uh he's very talented big fucking dude and they're bringing a guy from germany in uh bad bones again front and center on a poster no build it's just just there's no effort there's no reason why anyone in the fucking world should give a fuck about czw but so anyway um that's czw so um anyway i uh i was i was flipping through twitter this is probably a month or two ago now and uh i came across this thing nick gage posted and Nick Gage's Twitter is fucking hilarious if you um if you have not read it before and I, I don't do much twittering, tweeting, uh twatting uh, uh but Nick Gage's Twitter is fucking awesome. I, I believe it's authored by Brett Lauderdale, but my theory that I'll that I'll stick with until uh, I'm proven otherwise wrong, and, and I like this theory, is that he just fucking shouts things at Brett while he's on the computer. You know, Brett, fucking tell him this shit, you know. Uh, so this 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 tweet right here was 
A boneless wing isn't a chicken wing. It's a chicken nugget. Why do people call them that? It's real fucked up. Real talk. It's, it's fucked up. Real talk. So my first thought was, and I think someone even posted on it, like, I never thought of, like, Nick Gage um, mixed with Seinfeld, but this is fucking awesome. So I decided to do something that um, we call Gagefeld. It's a little bit of a Seinfeld mixed with Nick Gage, and I put together a very badly made intro. So I would envision it going a little something like this. What's the deal with light tubes? They're not really that light when you tie them to a cinder block. Think about it. What's the deal with airplanes? Fucking pussies. He was a close talker. Broke his fucking face. What's the deal with tournament of death? I'm the only one that took it seriously and fucking died. All right, so um, now the next thing I want to do is um, another segment. I'm just trying to, like, fucking lightning round this shit because uh, I didn't expect Ian to call in and you know, very much appreciate that. It was a great time, but uh, I had a couple plans here. So um, this other thing I, I planned on doing was um, kind of, well, I mean, a lot of people have done it. I definitely did not invent this concept. Uh, it's been done from various different people over time through Beavis and Butthead to um, many different people have done this concept. So um, the concept is watching an old music video and giving you running commentary on it. Um, So I figure I'll try this out, see how it goes. Um, Obviously if it goes horribly, I'll stop fucking doing it. But um, so I asked for suggestions and this, this week I'm going to do hot for teachers. So what I'm going to do is give you the opportunity to go find that on your uh, your uh, fucking YouTube. Uh, obviously, you're mostly going to listen to this on the download, so you can go pull it up on fucking YouTube and try to watch it at the same time I'm watching it. I will play the music and the the music from the video um, for reference as I watch it on my phone. This is such multitasking; it can go horribly wrong. But uh, so so let's just start it the fuck off right here. And uh, you know, he's got like his mom over there telling him. Yeah, she hopes he finds friends and this and that. About to send him off on the bus, little fucking nerdy kid. He gets on the bus. Soon as we're this weird shit's about to go fucking about to go off the rails so now the kids fucking they're bugging out throwing shit at the kid david lee ross driving the fucking bus he he goes from driving the bus shit gets shit gets fucking weird real quick off in the bus he wants to fucking leave 
Nah, there's a bunch of fucking kids. Obviously, music's kicking in. We're going to get a little bit more fucking intense in a minute. Kids, the girl's fucking hair is, like, teased up like fucking poison back then. Or I guess, like fucking Van Halen. So now these guys are all fucking hanging out like it's cool and shit, smoking, fucking sitting on stools. It's a hard tie-in to fucking kids in school, you know, just hanging out in the smoky room at the fucking schools. Now the kid's in an empty fucking classroom. Shit's about to get real. Next thing you know, fucking bam. She comes out, it's like a fucking strip club. Uh, she's dancing around on the fucking stage. Kids are throwing fucking money at her. I don't even know how they know that that's the thing to do. Michael Anthony's standing behind her. I don't know where the fuck he came from. I, I don't know. At, at what point does, do they not think it's weird for these guys to be in the fucking school, like, all hyped up with the fucking kids? Um, this is back before teachers were actually really fucking kids. Like, you know, um, all that shit on the fucking news. You see all these teachers that are, like, good-looking chicks, and they're, like, banging some fucking kid. This is before any of that, so I don't really know... Now that now they're in suits, they're in like orange fucking suits, doing some dance routine that was definitely not practiced well. <laughs> fucking, this is like the worst choreography possible. So now the kids trying to figure out what to do. Again, like shit actually turned up where teachers were fucking kids. So this is just like some pipe dream shit. And uh, you know, I guess uh, always thought about from kids, but definitely wasn't reciprocated the way. Now this chick's uh, up, up on the fucking table, stripping again, running around. You understand that, like, there's a good chance that, like, half of this band was banging half of these chicks in this video, while they're also, uh, you know, putting out the image that all of these kids are wanting to bang. It's just, like, a real awkward situation. Alright, kids, you guys are all gonna act like you, you wanna bang this chick. The minute we stop filming, we are going to bang this chick. Not you. You're going to go home and pretend like you never heard what I just said. Uh, now, here comes some more choreography. <laughs> uh, disco ball. Little fucking awkward spins. Yeah, it's, it's uh, videos back then, you know? Now, Dave, Eddie Van Halen's walking on the top of the table, and I had a hard time figuring out... It, if this is like a kid version of Eddie Van Halen, or is he just that fucking short? Because he looks like a midget Eddie Van Halen, but then when he gets close, he just looks like Eddie Van Halen. So I have a feeling he's just like really fucking short, but I have no previous knowledge of Eddie Van Halen's height. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's just based off of him walking on that table, he looks like a little ass so This kid is stressed out like a motherfucker. The chicks are in jail now for whatever reason. I guess this is supposed to be detention, but... There's, like, bars on the fucking detention. She's locked up with the kids, and... Apparently, they don't think that's a good thing. Uh... And now they're, now they're just fucking leaving, hopping into David Seagrove's fucking ruthless car. I mean, you get so fucking hot for the teacher, you're jumping into some fucking dude's car with a fucking boat captain hat on. <laughs> they got... Hot for teacher written on the back of the car like they're off to get married and shit with this fucking this crazy fucking lead singer. And then they they immediately tell you Alex Van Halen turned out to be a gynecologist. 
Michael Anthony is a fucking sumo wrestler in Japan. Fucking, uh, Eddie Van Halen's in a fucking nuthouse. Uh, Wabo's fucking Rick, Rick Moranis. <laughs> and, uh, in a pimp suit. And David Lee Roth is fucking, uh, a game show host, which is likely to be more successful than his fucking radio talk show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a little bit more, uh, non-synchronized suit-wearing stuff going on. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's your, uh, Hot for Teacher video, so. Uh, all right, so, now that we've done that, we've got through that, let me see what else I got. Um, fuck, I didn't even see what happened in that game. I know the, uh, Cavs were losing for the majority of it. Um, Zach Burns, let's, let's just finish with this, uh, TOS, I think TOS is a couple weeks. I could talk about that another day. Um, Zach Burns, uh, this fat Jonah Hill looking motherfucker, uh, like Jonah Hill fat version. Um, he posted some shit that said like, um, fuck, I don't even, let me see if I can find it. It said something along the lines of, uh, if you're going to be critical, at least have a match or, or some fucking horseshit. Let me see. Hmm. I never, like, prepare. <laughs> That's just my, uh, podcasting religion. Um, yeah, I don't know if he deleted it. Let me see, because I, I could go back in my uh, notifications. Just had some shit to say about it. Oh, man. Definitely bring shit to a screeching halt if you can't fucking uh, bring up what you're uh, talking about. Uh, yeah. Should be able to find it. Wildly enough, I can. Um. He said something along the lines of, um, if you're gonna be overly critical of a match, uh, of wrestling, at least have a match. And, um, Kit said, yeah, let's start with that cookie guy piece of shit. So, first off, Zach Burns is a dude who Sammy Callahan and others have put a battery in this fucking guy's back. He was booking for Force One. He was booking for CZW. When people said, you know, Sammy's got the book, Sammy's a part of the um, booking committee was Zach Burns as well while Sammy was off in New Japan and TNA and here and there and everywhere, but CZW, Zach Burns was calling a lot of the shots. Um, this dude books like absolute garbage. Anytime he's been involved with anything, it's, it's been shit. 
Um, but again, Sammy put a battery in his back to, you know, just speak grandly. Uh, the one time I, I'm not really positive on what show it was. It might've been Zandig, uh, might've been the Zandig show. I, I can't remember. It was one of the podcasts I did that I had a big guest. And, um, again, you know, I've been doing this for, I think seven, eight years, some silly shit like that. That doesn't make me good at it. I'm just saying time-wise, uh, in reference to what I'm about to say. So, he fucking jumps on and like he he comments like quick on some shit like Jesus Christ this intro is so fucking long or, or or some some whining about the length of my intro like the show didn't even fucking start yet and he had shit to say about my intro so I snap back as I do and said you know go fuck yourself or what the fuck's your you know some kind of shit and um he's like oh whoa whoa no I didn't mean to offend you I just you know. And that's kind of like what he does is he makes these big sweeping statements. And then if someone calls him on it, it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. And, uh, which is what he did after, you know, people started piling on kit on his fucking, including me. And, um, and, oh no, I wasn't talking about anyone specific. It's like, you know, but that's the thing. Like people, people don't like me, but I'm real fucking blunt and honest about shit. Like I, I say like, look, I don't like this motherfucker. And here's why other, you know, you get these other fucking people that everyone likes. They go like, Oh, you know, Oh, some fans, motherfuckers. And then someone goes like, Hey, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh no, 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 not you. Not you. It's never you. You know? And again, he wasn't talking about me. But I took exception to what, especially the way the kit came out. Um, you know, Zach Burns, like I said, it, it's just not, I'm just not a fan of the dude. I don't have like some serious beef with him over fucking, you know, a comment or anything like that. I don't give a fuck about him one way or another. Um, but, you know, Kit with his, yeah, he's a piece of shit cookie man. First off, um, cookie dude has money marked so much shit for CZW over the years. You add Zandig some shit about Cookie Man. He has money marked countless amount of fucking things. For this guy to come in, for this guy to travel, for this to happen, for that to happen. Tons of historical shit in CZW happened because this fucking dude poured fucking money into it. I'm not talking about just buying tickets. I'm talking about, like, fucking purchasing things that the inner parts of the company, the management, that type of shit should be footing. Like, more or less, you know an investor if you were you know what i mean like uh again it's it's money march and i'm not gonna you know uh put a bigger spin on it than what it is but uh the fact of the matter is he's done a tremendous amount of things for czw when everybody including you know michael decky and those guys walked away from fucking czw his whole fucking front row crew walked the fuck away from czw did not show up at last show he fucking, he was there. He was fucking there. And, and let's not pretend like the motherfucker lives 10 minutes from there. He lives in fucking Delaware. This dude travels two and a half, three hours every fucking month to CZW. Shit show, not a shit show. Regardless, every fucking month, this dude shows up. This dude shelled out tons of fucking money over the years. For what reason? I don't fucking know. But tons of fucking money. You know what I mean? You guys put up a fucking $85 track jacket, he'd be the first one in fucking line to buy one of those motherfuckers. Same thing with a Decchio, one of the first motherfuckers in line to buy your $85 fucking track jacket. When I was on, I was online saying everyone who buys an $85 track jacket from CZW is a fucking asshole. And, and <laughs> Decchio's like, I guess I'm an asshole. I'm like, I guess so. You know, th- this is the thing. These, these are the guys. 
These are the fucking guys that never stop showing up. And somehow, you motherfuckers like Kid Osborne still have the fucking audacity to be like, yeah, fuck that piece of shit. You out of your fucking mind? You were jobbing to fucking Robert Anthony and G's on like one move squashes. Like fucking, I feel like it was 10 years ago in the fucking arena. You, you know what I mean? Like, and, and Kid Osborne's a dude who I always thought had a lot more potential than he's, he's been given credit for. I think the dude can really fucking step up and do some shit. But, you know, I mean, th- this, is, this is the attitude that this guy's gotten. From this many years of hanging around and being around, he's seen this many years of what the fuck the cookie guy has been as far as loyalty to CZW. Again, don't get me wrong. Like, Cookie Guy is a cornball. Like, he's not the type of fucking dude I would hang out with. But as far as loyalty to a fucking company, he's as loyal as you fucking get. And it's at a point where he's like, yeah, I don't fucking, I don't know how much longer I could do this, guys. I think last year, he was like, yeah, I think I might just do Cage of Death and be done. We're in fucking almost June, and the motherfucker is still showing up. He showed up with a fucking, this dude is baking cookies. He's not, like, buying fucking cookies in the store. He's baking cookies, for, which is just fucking weird shit. But anyway, he, he bakes fucking cookies and brings them in a container to feed the fucking fans and wrestlers and shit. Like, that's his gimmick is spending more money to fucking, <laughs> like, what the fuck? And, and like, the one of the recent shows, they're like, yeah, you got to get the fuck out of here with them cookies. Like, <laughs> they're going to get in the AstroTurf and we don't know what the fuck it's like what the fuck and he was like legitimately offended like all these years and this is what i get this is some bullshit and the motherfucker just like all right guess i'll uh be there next month without cookies i don't know if he brought cookies the other day but when they had fucking 80 80 fans or whatever the fuck it was with all those empty chairs the one row there was like seven or eight fans on that side of the building like it was fucking crazy he was counting them he was see, he's like here here's a picture of how little people they are he was fucking one of the people Regardless of no fucking attendance, he was one of those people who was still fucking there. Imagine that crazy shit. And and motherfuckers like Kid Osborne have some old wild shit. And as far as the stance of like, yo, neither have a match or, or don't be fucking critical. Like, first off, motherfucker, if you don't have a, a, a sharp enough mentality to know that, look, if I see a fucking dude do a suplex... Uh, multiple dudes over the years suplexes a hundred times fucking suplexes suplexes that went well that went well that went well one time it goes bad or or a guy does a suplex bad you don't think i'm qualified to look at that and go that looked like shit well i think through repetition of seeing the same thing over and over and over done well i i'm i'm overqualified to fucking say hey that looks fucked up i mean Maybe I'm not, you know, as far inside on the uh, the business, or maybe not everybody's as far inside on the business to be like, oh, that dude turned his hips wrong, or he didn't post up, or, I mean, maybe that's a little fucking, you know, reaching, but in the same token, they'd be like, yeah, that looked like shit, and they'd be like, oh, what are you, what are you, a wrestler, you want to get in the ring, They're like, no, asshole, you just fucked your move up, that, that's not on us, and the thing is, is every fucking wrestler out there, We'll take positive criticism. I can tell you when it's the greatest match ever, and you'll fucking tell me I'm right. But the second I said you had a bad fucking match, well, who the fuck are you to tell me I had a bad match? <laughs> well, you can't have it both ways, Jericho. And that's what it is. It's just 
these, these motherfuckers that want to put themselves on pedestals and, and try to talk themselves up like, look, I'm above your opinion. Well, then why are you so offended by it? You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking weird that you're taking this shit so personally if none of it holds any truth. It's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, if I say, you know, oh, uh, these 10 ladder matches, these are the fucking best 10 ladder matches. These These are fucking tremendous. And then someone has a terrible ladder match, and they're like, well, what do you fuck do you know about a ladder match? Oh, it was all right when I made a top ten list, wasn't it? If you would have landed on that list, I would have been all right, right? But the second the second you fucking slipped off and fucking did some old bot shit on the fucking ladder, now we're not qualified to tell you about it. it it's just some old dumb shit. It, it's always been some old dumb shit, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, again, trying to cheapen the fans and uh, insult their intelligence. And I, I don't appreciate it. I've never appreciated it. it. It's definitely another one of those things. There's so many things that just piled up to make me go, like, fuck this dumb shit, man. I don't, I don't, I'm not in love with wrestling like that. There's definitely a point where I was, but I'm fucking over it. I'm 40 years old. I don't need, you know, a bunch of, at this point, half the time, it's fucking kids. You know, they're, they're 20-something years old. I'm 40 years old. And they're going to tell me that I didn't see what I saw or or I should fucking like this, or if I don't like this, I'm fucking crazy. There's so much about it that just fucking turns me off. But it's it's that that jerk-off, entitled millennial fucking attitude that, like, there is no opinion outside of their opinion that matters whatsoever. But then their actions completely contradict that. Because the actions of them freaking out and spazzing and complaining and stuff. Obviously the opinions you're hearing matters. It's just not what you want to hear. So as they say, you know, people always want to hear the truth until it's not the truth they want to hear, you know? So is what it is. Check out the hot tag podcast. Uh, dude, Shaheen over there killing that shit with box man, regular basis, way more regular than I do shows. Um, I, fuck man check out uh i think they did like five shows or some shit like that um i got your five stars uh it's jeremy over there and uh eric i believe they've uh ceased operations jeremy's looking for a new avenue uh eric i believe is still talking about the eagles uh, despite the fact that they've won their only super bowl that they will ever win in the history of the national football league but uh he, he's gonna talk about them so uh i mean you can check eric out Wherever he's doing that eagle thing, I imagine somewhere in the Pennsylvania area, Allen Down, and um, Jeremy. Uh, stay tuned; he's about to be doing some shit. Um, check out Alex Mahoney doing the fucking uh, commissions over there overseas. Check out Shaheen doing that shit over here. There's a lot of talented fucking graphic designers out there doing big, big shit. So if you need some kind of graphic shit done, check out my man Shaheen. Um, and I said, keep your eye on Alex over there, because she does some tremendous shit. Uh, she just did me a favor recently that I really appreciate. I don't want to really put it out there, because I want to keep it just a little bit uh, closer to the vest, because it's not something she wants to do, you know, uh, a lot of or anything like that. But, again, hit her up for commissions. Loves to do all that wrestler shit. Um, and Shaheen, man, he, he crushes everything. You know, movie shit, animals. I mean, any anything you want he could do. Hit him up. Uh, hostile city graphics i believe um and i i think that's fucking all i got um yeah so check me out fucking next week the week i don't even know what the fuck uh i'll talk to you when i talk to you
All right? Hit me up, feedback, all that shit. You know where to find me. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's rain again. I'm tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like, cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools.